What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing out there? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope you're still washing your hands, staying away from people, wearing your mask. I'm really going to have to find a new way to do this intro. Because it's getting old, isn't it? It's getting kind of old, me repeating this exact same thing every single time that we have a podcast. Like, literally, it's the same message. Wash your hands, wear your face mask, stay away from people, keep taking all the precautions, all that stuff. But it's important that I keep saying it because we need to stay on guard. Even though the cases are plunging and people are taking the vaccine, And by May, we should have everybody vaccinated or everybody who wants to be vaccinated should have the opportunity to at least get one shot of the vaccine, which is just unbelievably amazing, unbelievably amazing. But anyway, in this podcast episode, I'm going to do something that I should have done a long time ago. I saw a graph today and it showed pictures of things that I think everybody just knows about. So on the graph, it showed how many people know about TikTok. And it showed like 70% of the population knows about TikTok, which makes sense. And then it showed uh, how much do you know about ETFs? And it showed 30% of the population knows about ETFs. And that shocked me. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And then it showed a graph and it showed Ethereum. And it said 10% of the population, at least in the United States, know about ethereum and i was like what and then it showed a graph of like clubhouse and it was like 10 percent of the population know about clubhouse and then at that moment i realized that i am in a bubble i am literally in an echo chamber i am literally hearing things that i'm comfortable with it was at this moment that i realized that not everybody knows about all this stuff like i do especially when it comes to finance when the thing that shocked me the most was the etf thing that that the fact that only 30 percent of the population know about etfs and that shook me up and then that got me thinking like how much do people actually know about personal finance like the basics of personal finance i think people know about the word personal finance but then it's like Do people actually understand the basics, like the things you should be doing on a regular basis to handle your personal finance? And then to to actually prove my point that most people probably don't know about it, I was looking through a list of like the most asked questions on Google. And one of the first questions that popped up was, what are the basics of personal finance? And then I was like, wow. I mean, wow. I was just like, okay. I need to go back to the basics because there are a lot of things that people don't know to do in order to help themselves. And plus, in the world that we live in, nobody just wants to tell it to you as it is. Everybody wants to kind of sell you something to go along with it. It's like, come join my group, come join my course, all of this other stuff. And rather than just giving it to you straight up. And I'm not doing that because I don't really need to get paid off of this stuff. I would love to get paid off of making podcasts and making videos. And if somebody wants to sponsor your boy, we're going to do it. And I think you guys let me know. Would you join a Patreon group where we meet monthly to talk about this? Or even maybe I'll just open up something, 
and it will only be 45 minutes because I, you know, your boy ain't rolling in dough like that. For us to do like Zoom calls every month or every weekend or something like that, just so I can help people walk through this stuff. It's something that I'm very passionate about to help people get out of debt and all this other stuff. But anyway, let's get back to the topic for today, which is basically the basics of personal finance. And to be honest, personal finance is actually very simple. You've probably been doing it your whole life. You just never realized that you've been doing it your whole life. You've probably done more than you think that you've actually done. It's just that when we grow older and older, there's just a few extra things that show up that um, kind of knocks us off a little bit. So I'm pretty sure every single one of us at one point or another saved up to get that special toy that we wanted when we were a kid. Or we saved up to get that special thing that we wanted for somebody else. I'm pretty sure every single one of us at some point or another, like when our parents give us some money, we'll be like, yes, I'm going to save this so I can buy that video game or I can buy that doll or I can buy this or I can buy that. All that was personal finance. You were practicing personal finance. Whenever you have to make the decision between, am I going to buy gas or am I going to buy a new pair of shoes? That's personal finance. Whenever you have to decide, am I going to stay at home and eat what I want to eat, whatever is in the fridge, or am I going to eat out? That's personal finance. All of the decisions that we make on a regular basis is personal finance. The only difference between making those decisions and planning out your life is just it's on a grander scale. You just have to consider a few more things. You just have to consider the bigger picture rather than just one decision at a time you have to take in everything and make decisions that will impact every move that you make and so personal finance is not necessarily a complicated thing it's actually very simple the entire idea of personal finance is something that i like to say which is live on less than you make invest and save the rest give as you can that's literally the way that if you just think of personal finance in that way live on less than i make invest and save give as i can if you do all three of those things you'll be fine when it comes to personal finance living on less than you make comes down to making sure that you're not letting your lifestyle inflate on you you're making sure that you're keeping costs low you're looking for the best things for your life at that point in time Investing and saving money is making sure you have an emergency fund, making sure you're investing for retirement, making sure you're just investing in the stock market, or maybe investing by investing in yourself or going to get a better education, going to get some certifications, maybe investing in the business that you want to grow, or maybe investing in a real estate property. And then giving, which is the final part of the whole equation. Because one thing that I have learned in my personal life is when I choose not to hoard my money, but give it away freely and allow myself to be a blessing to other people and allow God to use me to be a blessing to others, it just feels like I get a little bit more money in pocket, man. It just feels like I get a little bit more money in my pocket. When my hands are open and not closed to hold on to what I already have, it feels like more just seems to continue hitting my palm. I just keep getting more and more. So giving is very, very important. So let's begin breaking down all the parts that just for the basics of what personal finance is in your life. The first step and the first thing to keep in mind when it comes to personal finance is tracking your expenses. Tracking 
your expenses. It is almost impossible to succeed at anything without you knowing what's actually happening. It's like trying to drive and putting on blindfolds. You're definitely going to get in an accident. Tracking your expenses is the exact same way. It gives you a way of seeing what's actually going on with your accounts. It gives you a way of knowing what's actually going on with your money. You can't just start and just be like, oh yeah, I'll figure this thing out as I go. No, no, no. First, you have to have a basis point. It's like building a house and just being like, oh, just put up a wall, put up that wall. We're just going to do this. No, first you got to find the location. Then you got to do a survey of that location to figure out if there's anything in the ground that might trip you up when you're building that house and decipher like, oh, what's all is going on in this soil to make sure that it's suitable for you to build a house. And it's the exact same way we track in our expenses. If we track our expenses, if we take the time to track our expenses and actually see what's going on with our money and actually know what's happening in our bank accounts, how our balances are doing, why our balances are fluctuating, why it always seems like we're broke, why it always seems like we never have enough money. Once you track your expenses and see like, ah, I was spending too much money on eating out or dang. I was spending too much money on clothes or dang, I really need to stop spending money on all these streaming services. I don't need to have every single streaming service out there. Or man, I just keep buying new shoes. Why do I keep buying new shoes? It gives you insight to your own mind because a lot of the time we can go on autopilot where we just kind of allow things to happen. We just let it happen without us actually knowing what's going on. So when we sit down, and track our expenses, it gives us insight into what we need to do, into how we need to adjust. And there are multiple ways that you can track your expenses. There are services like mint.com. There are services like personal capita. There's also services like uh, SoFi Relay or Clio. There's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. You can even do it yourself where you get your monthly statement from your credit card company or from your bank account and you go through line by line just making uh, notes on like what this cost was for and just going through every single expense that you have on there and making notes the whole time through to know how much you're spending on different areas in different areas categorizing every single thing that you see on, on on your statements so there's ways that you can do it there's multiple videos on YouTube there's I mean I have a video on YouTube on it I know I've made TikToks on it there are multiple ways that you can track your expenses, but the main thing is to start with something. Start with something and just start tracking it. Keep engaged of it. First, you're going to track to give you an idea for what to do when we go into the next thing, which is create a budget. And I know most people do not like to hear this one because for some reason, we believe that it's just too restrictive. How can I just not be able to do whatever it is that I want to do? However, Every single day that we are on this earth, we actually do that. We abide by the laws every single day. There are laws around us. There are, I mean, you can't just jaywalk. There's, you can get a ticket for jaywalking, right? You can't just uh, go to a store and buy and take whatever you want from the store. You will get arrested. You can't just drive whatever speed you want on the highway. You will get a ticket. Every single day, there are certain things that we are restricted from doing, not because 
we don't have the freedom to do it, but because sometimes we need restrictions in other to protect ourselves. I mean, just think about it. Sometimes we hear people who say, oh, we don't need any laws. People just know the right thing to do all the time. Really? Really? You sure about that? Because the last time I checked, even with laws in place, we still have a whole lot of shootings. We still have a whole lot of people getting dead. We still have a whole lot of things happening in this world, even though we have laws. And so you're trying to tell me that if we didn't have laws, we'll be okay. Have you seen The Purge? Have you seen that movie? Because if you've seen that movie, you wouldn't be saying that right now. You wouldn't be saying that right now. The moment you take out rules and restrictions for people, people go haywire. People lose their minds. And it's the exact same thing that we do with our money. When we don't have boundaries, when we don't have restrictions, when we don't have limitations, when we're not telling our money what it should be doing, guess what? It loses its mind. And it does anything it wants to do. And we always be looking up like, wait a minute. Why am, what, what happened? I just got paid on Friday. It's Monday. I'm already broke. What, what happened? What happened? I just got paid. Why is it, Where's my money going? Where did all my money go? And that goes back to you not giving yourself limitations and restrictions. Every good parent out there knows that you have to put restrictions on kids because kids will do everything and anything. Restrictions and boundaries protect them, protects them from themselves most of the time. So you have to have those restrictions with your with your budget. And I know most of us don't like, if you don't want to use the term budget, then fine. Just call it a financial plan. Make yourself uh, fancy. Call it a financial plan, whatever. Like just do something because it's very important because as much as we may not like it, the thing is when you make a budget, a lot of us think that we will always make the best decision right at that time. I was listening to a tech talk and the lady on the talk said, we are not that rational. She said, we are not rational creatures. The only times we make good decisions is when we pre-plan to make good decisions. In other words, we've made the decision in the past. And so because of the way our minds work, we are forced to keep on making those decisions. Otherwise, we're not in congruency. It doesn't match us and it messes up the way we see life. And so we are forced because we already made that decision in the past. We are forced to stay on on track with it. So making a budget is so key is so key it's so key i can tell you from experience from my personal experience the moment that i made a budget for my life the moment that i decided to track my expenses and pay attention to it and make sure that my money was going where i wanted it to go not where it wanted to go everything changed i've sold the story of housing debt heavy debt but it came down to me paying attention to where is that one cent going Okay, maybe I'm not that. I, I have a friend. Her name is uh, Cooney, and she uh, she goes in depth. Jennifer Coon, and she goes in depth on her budget. She knows where every single cent goes to. I'm I'm more of a roundup person. I like round numbers. I I don't like playing with any. If you look at my thing, it's all round numbers. 
and you can do the same it doesn't have to be specific unless you're just that type of person but if you're not that type of person if you're just starting out do round numbers do round numbers just start just start so we've talked about the first half now into the second half of that statement or into the second third of that statement because it's three parts into the second third of that statement which is now we have to start talking about saving and investing saving and investing but first let's talk about saving there are so many things that we want in life and sometimes we just do not have enough money to buy that thing for example I want a new laptop, I want a pair of new shoes, I want a new phone, I want a new surface, I want a new camera, I want some more lights, I want a new microphone, I want a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I want, but for the camera, it's going to cost me $3,000. For the new microphone, it's going to cost me another $200. For that new surface laptop that I want, it's going to cost me another $1,000. For the new shoes, that's going to be like $60. That's a lot of money that I do not have to spend right now. So I have two options in order to buy any of these things. One, I can go get debt and use my credit card and buy the laptop. Or I can just take my time and save for the laptop. Because if I buy this laptop with debt, it's going to end up costing me more than four to five thousand dollars more on a three thousand dollar purchase that I made. Why is it gonna cost me that much? Because of interest. And so saving is saving yourself from paying a bigger payment later and just aiming for a goal. All saving is is you saying that I will be patient for a little while. And I will defer gratification until a later time so that I don't have to suffer negative consequences. So I don't suffer negative consequences. It is me deciding that, you know what, a little bit of delayed gratification, a little bit of patience. I know in our society, we we don't understand the word patience anymore because we got Google, we got YouTube, we got everything that's instantaneous. Everything is instantaneous for us. We got fast food. We got DoorDash. We got Uber. Everything we need. Amazon. Walmart. Everything is right at our fingertips. It's instantaneous. We don't have to wait for anything. But when it comes to your money, patience is key. Patience is key. And that leads us to the second part, which is, you don't only you don't only save just because you want to buy something down the line but you save because life sucks because life sucks there's a law there's a law that's it's, it's called the Murphy's law it says what can go wrong will go wrong I don't like Murphy very much The point is life can be so unpredictable. And so it is incumbent on us to make contingency plans. It is important for us to make plans to mitigate those risks that come in life. This is where something called an emergency fund comes into place. This is where we put a little bit of money to the side over time to ensure that 
if something happens, we can handle it. If our house, God forbid, but if like the AC goes out of your house or the dishwasher or you get into an accident or you need to do something with your car, if anything happens, you will have the funds to be able to handle it. Emergency funds also, I got to say this, emergency funds are not so that you can just buy whatever you want. No, emergency funds are for emergencies. In other words, most of the time, that money is just going to sit. You you will even forget that you have it or you should forget that you have it once you max it out. That money is just going to sit. It ain't for you to use on a regular basis. This is why it's important that your emergency fund cannot repeat cannot be in the same account as your check-in account do not put your emergency fund with your check-in account separate that bad boy out because if you're like me and most of us are because we are human beings if we see the money we go spend that money unless you just have some unbelievable level of fortitude that i have not seen in any human being that you just have the aptitude to pick up your phone, look at your bank account balance and be like, oh, that's for an emergency. I'm not going to spend it. And you don't spend it when it's in your checking account. Most of us don't have that aptitude. So it's better for us to create a whole separate account with like Ally or Marcus by Goldman Sachs or Discover or any of these bank accounts that are out here. And just save that money. Put it to the side. Save that money. Let that money just sit until you absolutely need it. Until you absolutely need it. Because when you don't have those things, life is so much more stressful. When you worry about any little thing that could possibly happen, oh, life is so stressful. But when you have this emergency fund, It just feels like everything else, life just kind of simplifies. It's just like, oh man, I had a flat tire and it's just kind of like, oh well. It's like, I don't want to deal with this, but eh. All of a sudden, stresses, things that would stress you out unnecessarily will not stress you out anymore. So please, create an emergency fund. Start with $1,000 and then go to three months of expenses. If you can, go all the way to six months of emergency fund expense and finally like i said earlier it's saving and investing it's not one it's not just saving it is saving and investing investing is like an emergency fund for your future self this is literally how you build wealth for yourself not just for yourself but for future generations This is how you change the history of your life. Is you invest. You don't just save money. You invest as well. I have a number of videos talking about ways that you can invest. You can go check out my YouTube page or you can check out the different podcasts that I have on here talking about how to invest, how to get started investing. But the goal when it comes to your investing is so that one day you don't have to go work with your actual physical labor self. You don't have to burn time in order for you to actually have money. Investing allows you to let your money work for you because it can work much harder than you can. 
This is how you attain financial freedom. This is how you get financial independence. This is what allows you to be able to do what you want to do with your time and energy. It is your get out of the rat race free card. Except you don't have to get lucky to get this card. All it takes is discipline, consistency, and time. Because when you first get started investing, it is very easy to get caught up with every mania that's out in these streets. With everyone telling you, oh, buy GameStop, buy Bitcoin, buy cryptocurrency, buy this, that, buy NFTs, buy all of this stuff so you can get rich quick. I promise you, you ain't going to get rich quick. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. You're not going to be the guy that turns $100 into $1 million. You just won't. No, you just won't be that guy. I'm sorry. And so you have to be, again, we go back to what I said earlier, patient when it comes to this investing game. It's going to take you to be disciplined in saving that and putting that money in continuously which brings in consistency of you doing it every single whether it's month whether it's week whether it's day whatever it is you're doing it consistently and then time you're just leaving it alone you're not panicking whenever anything happens you're just letting that thing ride and work for you so again We go back to the entire premise of this entire video, which is live on less than you make, which you you get to doing that by tracking your expenses and making a budget. Then part two, you invest and you save or save and invest, which brings in the key word of patience, delay some gratification so that you can save yourself a lot of pain. Delay gratification so you can save yourself a lot of pain. And then invest so that you can attain financial freedom. As Warren Buffett said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. We were not created to be forever working. We were created to have moments of complete and total rest. And to get to that moment, we need to find ways to invest. It can be investing in a business. It can be investing in the stock market. It can be investing in real estate. It can be investing in yourself. It can be investing in various ways that will be able to attract money without you doing anything. And then finally, the last part, give as you can. Like I said earlier, when you learn the art of giving, when you give regularly, all of a sudden, money just seems to be coming in all the time. When you need something, for some way, it just comes in. I'm not going to say it's always going to be exactly money. Sometimes it's just an idea. Sometimes it's just a link up. You meet somebody. Sometimes it's different things that happens. But from my experience, when you give, it just seems to come back to serve you. I was reading an article today about Warren Buffett. He has given since 2000. He has given about $37 billion away. And yet, his network keeps, net worth keeps going up. He just crossed a $100 billion net worth as of uh, this, this month. So give. I read a story about McKinsey Scott. 
She's the ex-wife of uh, Jeff Bezos. She has given in just in the last year, she gave away four billion dollars to various things. But yet her net worth keeps going up. So I'm just going to say it again. Given, give, give, give. It opens a whole different world to you. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this podcast with somebody that you believe needs to hear the basics of personal finance. Share this with a friend. Share this with a loved one. Share this with anybody who you see struggling with money. Or maybe they're not struggling with money, but you see they just they just need a little bit of pick-me-up. Share this podcast. Share it with your enemies. <laughs> Show them some love. Share this podcast with anybody. And then if you enjoyed the podcast, please... Go leave a review, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on any of the podcast listening platforms you listen to this on, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, all those platforms. Leave a review for your boy so I know exactly how you guys feel about the podcast, how you're enjoying it. Or just, you know, you can email me at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com. You can go check me, uh, check out all my socials. You can just go on ramblingmindshow.com and look me up on anywhere and just tell me whatever it is like is there something you would like for me to touch on or is there a service that you would like for me to be able to provide to y'all i'm really thinking about doing some kind of zoom call so i can actually help people one-on-one and uh, things of that sort and actually hopefully we can do those zoom calls and then we record them it'll be podcast episodes because one thing i've learned is usually when one person has a question usually there's a bunch of people who have the exact same question so Anyway, that's all I got for y'all. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.